Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Richard Geiger, Ken Seymour, Santa's Helper Elves. Santa's Helpers? That's right. Jim Halpert? <laughs> Santa's Helpers. Okay. <laughs> That's a completely different type of episode. Mm. A good one. Yeah. That's an idea. Uh, maybe for another day, but... If you're listening to this, it is a week until Christmas, almost. And if you're listening to this and you are um, in your 40s and you're male and married. You're just starting to shop. You're going to start to shop in a week, two days before. um, It's time to wrap and put those things in a tree. So... Have we got some ideas for you? Absolutely. So the whole idea of this episode, this is going to be kind of a short and sweet episode because I've noticed, at least for me, for my friends and loved ones, uh, most of the the people in my family and inner circle, we are all kind of obsessive about certain things, whether it's uh, books or comics or music or you know because we've all got that that thing that we that we obsess over and sometimes hard to to buy a gift for that person. I mean, my, my wife loves to read. Great. Um, I don't know exactly what you want to read next and what authors. I mean, you could give me a list of of things that you are going to want to read, but. That kind of almost fails the 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 test of gift giving because you're supposed to kind of know this person a little bit and give them something that the not only that they'll enjoy that's a surprise that shows your understanding, and if you have a list, it just it's not the same. Although, um, in certain aspects of gift giving for the significant others, there, there's a lot of backstory in in certain couples and relationships, but. Um, one of the stories, and it's it's a popular this time of year YouTube short, TikTok, you know, a little snippet of a video, and it's as the typically husbands getting asked, what do you want for Christmas? And they're like, I don't want anything. I can get whatever I want already. And that's so that's kind of the typical attitude, I think, that's around. And it's the same for me. You know, like if I want to buy something for my for my dad, I'm like, what am I going to get him? Like if he wants something, he just, you know, gets it. So it's the same for me. If my wife is trying to think of something to get for me, I'm pretty boring. Right. But if there's something that I want, typically I'll just go and get it. So being creative sometimes is important. On the other hand. A lot of uh, people don't like surprises. Right. And if you're trying to get some uh, somebody something as a surprise and you've failed, it's not that you've failed. No. It's no. just that now it becomes a logistical thing of like, well, I got to take this thing back or I got to return this thing or like, I appreciate the effort, but. So sometimes having even a short list, here's some ideas I have five things. You're not going to get all five things, but let's find one of those five things that's the most feasible and maybe dig around into two, one of those five things that makes the most sense. So everybody's got everybody's got their own little intricacies. So 
when we talk about the gift giving and ideas and get a list, don't get a list, everybody's going to be different. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure about that. But it's it's also kind of nice to to know whether you have a list or you don't. That there's kind of a well of what I would call semi-neutral gifts that no matter who you're getting them for, if they have a kind of specific interest area, you're kind of safe in that zone. Mm-hmm. And there's some of those that I love. It's like for me, I have family members that are more extended because in the core family, we're just not sports people. But we have some extended family members that are huge sports fans, uh, you know, big Notre Dame fans or uh, Gross. Well, you, you, uh, I sure I'll, I'll believe you. I, I don't pay attention to that stuff. But well, you know, IU fans they being in in Bloomington, or you know, if they're watching professional, they've been a diehard Colts fans through the ups and downs. That's not too hard. I can find a Colts themed something super easy, and it'll be appreciated. Mm-hmm. So that's not too bad. But but <laughs> so. I think there are a couple of ideas with that. So if you think about like this person is a is a Colts fan, you know, sorry about you. Um, you should be you know Bears fan. You'd be way better. Anyway, um, my wife has actually been really good at finding Bears themed things. Right. So I've got a, a zip up hoodie. Uh, I've got a tumbler. Uh, a, a license plate, right? Like the license plate little border. You can find lots of those and they're not that bad. You know, like 20 bucks for those things. Those are some really cool ideas. But one of the discussions that we've had um, as a family is sometimes getting a thing is awesome, but maybe more so nowadays an experience is a thing that's more awesome. So if you are... If you have the financial means to do it, this is big on anything that we're talking about. I think a great idea is not necessarily buying um, a, a piece of clothing or a hat. Those are great. People will appreciate those. Right. I kind of think if you're going to buy a jersey for someone, buy the real deal. Oh, yeah. Don't buy, go cheap. Buy the one. And, and, and it stinks. I've got a couple of them. Um, of course, I used to work at a place I get them at a discount, so it's, I'm cheating. But pay the 150 for these jerseys. If you get a, if you're a hockey fan, 1,000 percent get the authentic hockey jersey. Go to the team site, go to the NHL site, get the real thing. They look cooler, they last longer. But anyway, I say I say experiences because if you are if you are a fan of a team and that team is in your area, great. If you are a fan of that team and that team is not in your area, doing a gift for someone for something that's even a year away, I think is really cool. So let's say for for me as a Bears fan living in Indy, I can travel to Chicago. It's not that bad of a drive. No. Nah. Um, make it a, a weekend and 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 get it watch a game or something like that. But as a sports fan, I do enjoy just watching a game. So if I got the opportunity to go see a Colts game, great. Even if they're in the nosebleed, nosebleeds, Lucas Oil is an awesome stadium. It's oh, got yeah. great views and you can get tickets fairly cheap because there's a big Colts fan base, but they're not as in demand as some of the larger market 
uh, areas are, right? So like that would be a great idea in my opinion as an experience, right? Training day. Training day, you can you can do some preseason games. That's more of an experience thing because you're not going to see a lot of the, the first-name players on that. But I, I will tell you what, even, even in town here, we've got the Pacers. Like, I don't care about the Pacers, although they have a really good young team. Um, watching, a, I've seen a couple Pacers games. It's a great arena. There's great energy. You can get great seats and not have to pay a lot for them. So I would say a great gift idea was, isn't necessarily the merch but the experience. So if you can get tickets to a local professional team, whether it's hockey or football, baseball, shoot, baseball is a great experience too. That's what I would recommend is tickets to a live event. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right on that uh, for sure. And, and I, I'm, I've talked about not being a sports fan for a long time, but seeing a live game, I mean, you don't even have to be a fan of the team. That's a, a completely different animal. I mean, I I won't follow the season, but I'm going to sure as heck have fun while I'm there. Yeah, and part of that experience, and we've talked about going to the movie theater before. Part of the experience is you're paying for the tickets, but I, I think I think as a, a former movie theater employee who ran the things that part of that experience is buying overpriced popcorn and drinks. That's what keeps that venue going so that you can keep going to it. You've got to understand that if you're going to go watch a sporting event, the, the beers are going to be 10, 15 bucks. Um, the, the hot dog is going to be 10, like those types of things. Have that expectation. If you can afford to do these things, there's always that caveat in there. If you've got the means to do it, just have the expectation that when you go, you're going to pay some extra bucks when you're there to have food or be part of that experience. So let's say that the person that you're buying for is not going to be in a position, even if they're provided with tickets, they're just not going to have the time or they're not going to have the available funds to afford the $150 in parking and gas and food that are going to go along with the experience that they want to do. What would you say about getting them something like, I don't know, the NFL Sunday ticket, buy that for them for the year so they can watch all their games. Or Well, that part's cool, and that can be, honestly, that can be expensive as well. Right. Right, so that's, hun- that's hundreds of dollars. You know, the thing about the Sunday ticket is that is broken up over four payments, I want to say, and you just have to have the YouTube app, Right. So that part is cool if you thought that they would utilize that. Right. And that that's the big thing. Like, I would love to have the NFL Sunday ticket, but. <laughs> when would you watch when it? When would I watch it? That's that's the problem. So I would just be spending money for nothing. And and that's just it. If If someone who loves, like you're in a local market and your team's, you know, halfway across the, the, the country, the only way that you're going to see them half the time is is through something like that. So that part is honestly very, it's a very solid gift idea, but you got to know the person. Like if they, if they have the availability to watch it and would actually watch it, that's a top-notch gift. Um, but if it's just going to go to waste, it's, you're wasting money, you're wasting their opportunity. So 
it, it's about it's about balance. What about if you could get just a few minutes to talk to your favorite sports person, maybe like a, a cameo thing? Mm, that depends as well. So the cameo ones are really cool, although some of them are outrageously priced for a 20-second yes, snippet, <laughs> right? Um, and, and that's not always about your favorite player. And unfortunately, a lot, of the, a lot of the individuals aren't on there that you would want to get a message from. But that's been a more common, uh, a more common thing in the last couple years. Where, you know, Cameo's been around for a bit. But even there, there are some uh, people on there that I've looked for in the past that were just, let's call them YouTube stars, right? That's just a way to make a few extra bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, even those were like, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And I'm just like, is that worth it for, you know, a 30 second little snippet? Is that really an experience when it's of such a limited scope? Yeah. And it's fun. But does it, I know they can personalize it, right? So you send them a message who it's for and they just kind of go off on their own little thing, mention the person's name that you are doing the, the cameo for. It's just, if you like to me, a cameo is you already bought stuff and you have extra money to spend. Let's look in here to see who fits that budget. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, luckily, most of uh, the friends that I have uh, are not going to fall into the, the that level of uh, expense <laughs> in the things that they're in. Well, yeah. okay, let me rephrase that. It absolutely can fall into that level of expense, but. Some sometimes we're lucky. There's a larger range that we have to work with. So let's say let's talk about books for a minute. Um, my wife just absolutely loves to read, and she will just um, it like I said it's kind of hard. She will have so many that she's going to be reading in at a given time. She has many bookshelves. So you, you're not going to buy somebody a bookshelf. Buying them a bookmark, it's like, well, that's basically saying, I know you read and I spent $5. Uh, <laughs> or maybe more if it's a slightly nicer bookmark. A little nicer. It's laminated. Right. But what if you could get a do-it-yourself bookend or book spacer that is basically giving you a, a three-dimensional story that you're looking at every time that you look at the shelf. I have found a bunch of these. They're becoming really big, and they're, they're all themed for different things, whether it's you know fantasy or adventure or sci-fi. You put it together. You put it on the shelf. It's lit. It helps kind of illuminate where the books already are, keeps them separated, and it's just freaking cool. Um, are these battery operated or do they plug in? Uh, you can find them both ways, but usually batteries. Okay. Um, you know, it's a minor consideration because if you find this and it's super great, well then you want to throw in a pack of, you know, triple A's or, or, uh, double A's always a silly, a silly thing to think about. But when you are buying things for people and they are mm, electronic things or not, even not. You want to do the complete package for that thing. Yeah, don't skimp. Don't don't give them half a gift. 
but uh, another really popular uh, idea that I have run into, most of the people that I know that love to read already have their favorite spaces that they're going to be reading. So, I mean, a lot of times they've already kitted themselves out with a lot of things. But don't overestimate the utility of a nice pillow or of a lamp, a reading lamp or lap desk. Those three, if they don't have it already, are fantastic gifts for a book reader. Now, uh, the pillow thing seems... It's like you, you, you have a pillow and you sleep on the pillow. You have pillows on the couches for the most part. But what we've discovered recently are, you know, more ergonomically shaped pillows mm-hmm. as opposed to the you know standard traditional one. And I think that could play a, a crucial part as well, because if you're if that person is used to reading in a certain area, um, it's do they need more? It sounds silly. They need more back support. Do they need more, uh, like, do they want to be higher up in the thing? So there's pillows that you can, cushions, like extra cushions if it's going to be in a standard chair. Um, if they like to read a lot, so it's morning, uh, it's in the kitchen, and maybe maybe in this case the person reads ebooks. They don't read the physical books, they read ebooks, but they spend a lot of that time sitting on the physical chair in the kitchen, eating right. some cereal, that type of stuff. A nice cushion to pad that, you know, hard wooden or metal chair would make a lot of sense. Yeah, the nice it's the it's those simple gestures that are almost always going to get used. It may not even be something they think about first. Mm-hmm. Um, are there similar gifts that we could get, say, the fans of uh, watching films? Okay, so this is kind of this is kind of a. a, a a multi-layered thing, I kind of think. So, like, this seems obvious, and we've talked about it before. As people have strayed away from a traditional um, TV service and have gone to a streaming service, the smart TV has kind of taken a big, you know, bump, right? Yeah. So a lot of people do um, a smart TV that has its own built-in kind of menu system. It's got its own app store. Those are honestly, they're fine. And a lot of people will do like, um, like the Amazon, you know, the little USB or the, the cube is another thing. Fire stick. The fire yeah. stick is, is fine. It comes with its own little remote, but my suggestion is to take it a step further. So if your TV is new, like new, 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 Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But as as an Apple person myself, and you can do this with Android devices too. But the easy one is is an Apple product. Um, get an Apple TV. They they used to be two hundred bucks. Now now you can get them for like one ten. They're the four K versions. They have a a remote with them, and as great as your TV is. The interface with an Apple TV is so much easier, so much nicer to do. And we talked about if you are a movie buff and you like to watch things, well, a lot of those are streaming now. So get a real nice set or a decent set even of Bluetooth headphones. Definitely. So you can connect the Bluetooth headphones to the Apple TV. You can blow your eardrums out with explosions and whatever. 
And you could do that late at night. You could do that early in the morning. If people are sleeping, people are doing whatever around you. They're not going to get bothered by your explosions, right? Because you have those things. Uh, I know you can do that on other items as well. But the simplicity of just having an Apple TV, you could do a Chromecast. um, It's just... It makes your interface so much easier with your phone because everybody uses their phone now. And the blue, like that, that's what I use. And I would never have, you know, thought about this up until a couple years ago. But I'm telling you, I've got um, a set of uh, really nice noise canceling Bose headphones. And I, trust me, I didn't pay 360 bucks for those. I don't have that money. Uh, that, that ain't it. What are you talking about? We're supremely successful in our. Uh... <laughs> Some of you have AirPods. Those will work great, but it's a it's a completely different experience when you're watching a TV, a show, or movie, and you have headphones on that deliver all the left and right channels, mm-hmm. and you can hear the you can hear the delivery of the the lines and you can hear the drips falling over here and the explosions over here. It, it just changes the environment. And I think if they are a movie buff, those couple pieces of technology would be a game changer. And there's one other that I thought of for some friends that uh, are huge fans that like I do and like I know you do, we love to go to the movie theater. And one of the fun things about going to the movie theater is, you know, the concessions. I mean, the extraordinarily expensive but necessary <laughs> concessions. Yep. Well, if we're staying home, that's one of the things that gets missed. And sure, you can pop yourself some popcorn, put it in the microwave, do whatever. It's generally not the same. It's it's nowhere near the level of quality. It often burns, and it's just it's just not good. Get them an actual quality popcorn popper. Mm-hmm. So you can get them in the mini versions, and you can get them in the big versions as well. Um, but going, trust me, I could dive deep into this. <laughs> uh, so I I am going back to. Um, my experience working at the movie theater. I have, I, I pop my own popcorn all the time, all the time. So if we watch movies as a family, they ask, like they want, they want me to pop popcorn. And I'm telling you, I have a pot that is old and greasy (laughs) and a lid (laughs) and a method. Right. And there are, there are other things that are important in the, how you go about doing it and the methods and the steps to do it. But I will tell you above all, if you guys are listening and you want to make your own popcorn at home and you get a movie, like a mini movie theater popcorn above all else, you need to have the right oil. Keep it clean. You need to have the right seed and you need to have the right cleaning products and you have to clean it Every single time, it sounds dumb, but you have to clean it every time. That's one of the, it's a, it's a concession of having one of those nice machines. If you're going to use it, you have to maintain it. Yeah. Meaning 
buy the nice thing, buy the complete package, buy all the cleaning products with it as well. Right. And that thing will last forever. And it makes poppy, like you just dump the things in, you push the button, and it does all the stuff for you. It's, they're really nice. Yeah. I, I, I have never been a huge fan of popcorn myself except in a movie theater or when it's done right and I've often just never put the effort into doing it right myself so it's never here but you know recently it's like you know it would be it would be pretty sweet I I've I've oftentimes thought about you know you see people posting videos online about how they make stuff I've often thought about doing that it like you don't have to have a lot of money and fancy things to make it good you just have to pay attention to what you're doing and right. you can you can get it now i am a i'm a silly person if you go anywhere and you buy popcorn you buy you get yellow like if you're in the right. movie theater it's yellow yellow has been genetically modified actually corn is its own genetically modified thing anyway uh it's amazing but it's um big poofy like people do the yellow because of how big it poofs up right right um the oil that they move do at the movie theater has food coloring in it. That's mm -hmm. why your popcorn is yellow. Uh, but I'm talking about the kernels. They're yellow. Try white. White is a mm. smaller pop, but it's got like a different crunch to it. It's got a different flavor to it. And that's what I prefer. Interesting. So that could be a gift. If you have a family and you pop your own popcorn and you usually do a yellow and you do a vegetable oil of something or canola, try a white. And then also don't use like a canola or a veg. Try, right. try peanut oil. It's a lot better. Uh, unless somebody has an allergy. Well, that's true. But a lot of that's filtered out in the peanut oil. Yeah. Um, well, let's say the person that you're buying for is not, not going to fall into the sports thing. They're not going to fall into the movie thing. You've got some someone that's... Uh, a little, a little nerdier, say, <laughs> say like me, that is a, a comic book fan and has been for for a long time. Buying for a fan of comic books is about as hard as it is buying for a fan of books, because you know we're going to have issues that we're looking for, but built upon top of the fact that you don't necessarily know which one to get them. If you don't, if you do know which one to get them, that's sometimes not cheap. Some of those issues are super expensive, so you often don't want to go rummaging around for old comics in that thing. But we're always in need of other things to go with it. Organizational type material, par chance? Absolutely, because you know, for somebody like me, the vast majority of my collection, I've got a series of cardboard drawers. Uh, it's a it's a really good company that puts them together. And that's fine for most of them. But there's often one or two series that I'm reading at a time, and I'm not ready to put them back in those drawers because they're kind of hard to get out at that point. Well, there are a lot of desktop display cabinets that you can get. And I call them cabinets. not really cabinets. more like um, almost, um, well, a, a display order organizer yeah. shelf thing. <laughs> it's just kind of a shelf thing. It's, it's usually clear, so you can see what's in there, and it's small enough you can get into it easy. And then once you're done, and they're because they're already, already going to have bags and boards on them, then you can put them back into your 
more permanent storage because a lot of people still just use like the Foot Locker style boxes for those things. Um, always a really popular option. Or let's say there are some uh, issues that you are particularly uh, fond of. Um, if you got some coin, you can get a floor stand display rack, you know, like you'd find back in the day in like Hooks Pharmacy, if you remember what Hooks Pharmacy is. <laughs> oh, we had a Hooks. For sure we had a Hooks. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of older places had those spinning racks, and they were great. If, you know, some, I would love to have one of those in my home. I could put a handful of issues, spin around. It just looks great. It's, it stays in good condition generally. Not cheap. That's usually in like the $200 range to get a decent one of those going. But for less, you, what you can do is get some basically picture frames. You can get picture frames for comics. So if there's an issue that you really love, that you don't mind getting some sunlight. So maybe you got more than one copy of it or mm -hmm. something like that. You can hang them up just like art because that's really what it is. It's art. And then you can have those around your house interspersed with pictures of your family. It's like, this is my son. This is my daughter. This is Iron Man. And he's fighting Mantis. <laughs> well, uh, oftentimes the original you could store, but you might find uh, a reprint or a copy. Exactly. That would work well. Exactly. Yeah, sun is going to be the enemy of that paper. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, especially if you get some of those white covers, man, those age so bad. Do they have those types of things, but with like a UV protected layer? They absolutely do. You're going to pay a little bit more. So, like, uh, if you look on Amazon, you can find a nice pack of eight standard display cases for about $40. But if you want the UV protected, those are going to be specialized. Each individual one of those often is going to be about. 15 a piece so yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be paying some money put your favorite in there yeah now um you did mention a um a discussion about displays here and if you have a movie buff or a comic book buff um i think a, a display a wall display a framed thing that's that's a pretty neat one now for most people you would know maybe what their favorite band was, what their favorite comic character is. So that might not be a bad idea, right? Take, it doesn't have to be an original, right? No, I no. mean, you can find concert reprint of, of posters, um, movie posters. Shoot, I've got hundreds of them, original double-sided ones uh, in, in my basement uh, at my parents' house. So uh, if you guys want something cool, let me know. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, mm -hmm. you can get those and frame those up. Uh, I've definitely had a couple of them framed and nicely hung in uh, various places throughout the house. It's it, it has a big impact if you are if you have a game room, mm -hmm. if you have a media room. It's an extra way to display. You don't have to go. You know, frames don't have to be like hundred dollar frames. No. And they can definitely be reprints of those things. So you don't have to break the bank on those. Uh, but that's a nice little idea, just to have a nice little framed whatever hung up in your game room. Similarly, T-shirts are great. Mm -hmm. if, like you said, if you know their favorite comic book character, you know their favorite bands, uh, or even adjacent. I mean, a lot of times, like for me, I have so many characters and so many bands I like, it would be difficult for you to find one on a shirt that I didn't like. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be just fine. So I've I've actually found something. Uh oh. Um, in looking, so uh, recently I just had the memory of a T-shirt. Uh, we were doing our Soundgarden discussion, yeah. and when I was in high school, I had a T-shirt. It was green, and it had a tricycle on it with a wheel that was falling off, I think, and, and um, it, it was representative of a lyric from a song in a Soundgarden album. And if you didn't really know the artist, you wouldn't necessarily know what it was from. Right. But it was a really cool shirt. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that you're like, can I get a reprint of that? Like, no, those things don't exist anymore. And they're like 200 bucks to, to find one. Yeah, they're not cheap. So it got me down the rabbit hole of finding like T-shirts. I was like, I need I need a refresh on my Soundgarden shirt. So that would going back to what you said, T-shirts, that was another suggestion that I was going to do coming into this is that the resurgence of band themed shirts is very prevalent now unfortunately a lot of those are here's a nirvana shirt or here's a like things that are quote marketable right and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's your favorite band and everywhere that i go i can find a nirvana shirt yeah you can be one of the 2000 people that are in attendance that all have never mind shirts on yeah and and if you go to um what a hot topic or places like that where they have the like hundred shirts spread across the wall. You can find Cannibal Corpse for sure. Oh yeah, but you're not gonna find anything from the grunge era other than Nirvana and maybe an Alice in Chains shirt. Pearl Jam sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's just really it's really frustrating. So you got to go down the rabbit hole. So that's what I did, and this is the one that uh, I found for you. I have found an artist who creates ah. t-shirts and he puts them oh. in comic book cover. So what I have found is a shirt that's uh, one of Ken's favorite songs uh, put in printed comic book cover style form, but on a t-shirt. That is super cool. So um, this one. <laughs> who is this person? Uh, Michael Kreiser Art. Huh. com and he's got trust me i've looked he's got tons of other things on here too but imagine your your favorite song or artist drawn as a comic book cover wow and then it's on a t-shirt there you go that is a super cool idea uh the whole family is into music and you know i've got uh i've got a cousin that's uh just huge into vinyl and that's also mm -hmm. one of those things where you can go down a rabbit hole and get just a lot of stuff. And usually uh, people that are really into vinyl will be happy with pretty much anything you get them as long as it's not a duplicate <laughs> of something they already have. Yeah, because it, it sounds funny. You know, the cassette tape and the 8-track, of course, went away a long time ago, but it never made a resurgence. And then CDs were the thing. And CDs are, have a, a, a bit more permanence to them because it's harder to degrade those yeah a little bit but during the time of cassette tapes where the cds came and the cassettes just disappeared um vinyl still had a, a market but there was a resurgence in vinyl in the last decade or so so as the digital media has come forth uh, strangely enough the vinyl media is 
it has a different sound profile. Yeah. It has a warmth that you just don't get from digital media. And so that's that's one of the things that a lot of people love about it. So one of my ideas, I'm thinking, <laughs> we'll see if my cousin is listening to this particular episode, but I'm thinking of getting for him for for Christmas is a brand new vinyl cleaning kit because that's one of the biggest things. Storing vinyl, you you have to you have to every so often you got to clean them, you got to maintenance them like anything else. And you can't just use a generic cleaner. No. So it's always good to have a little bit more and that's just you know, a really nice brush that maybe didn't get get worn out some nice some nice equipment. That's always great or since you have to if you're not putting them in crates, if you're displaying them on a shelf, unlike books or or movies where you can read the spine, <laughs> you generally can't do that with uh with a a a record. There is a really neat thing on Etsy that somebody put together alphabetizing sticks, basically, that you can stick in between the, the, the records to be able to, if you're going to be that person that alphabetizes them, just to be able to know what you're dealing with a little bit better. So organizational. It's nice. That's nice. And it doesn't, I mean, the, the target on this is easily, um, you know, vinyl, but it could fit for anything else that you're going to stack up like that that you don't, that you can't see the org- the 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 actual title of the thing yeah like magazines or mm-hmm. anything like that so i mean it's just be creative i guess is what we're saying yes there's a lot of creative people out there far more so than than me and that's it's like how to make a, a secondary income and it's like i see so many videos of people just doing the cheesy little thing like go to this site make a t-shirt Go to this site and they'll produce it. Then they order it from you and they pay thirty dollars. The end. And it's just like, oh, really? Sounds like it's a little too easy for yeah. what you're describing it as. But uh, you know, those are wooden, right? I think wooden, yeah, those wood. are made with wood stained. They're just super nice. And you know, obviously, each letter is carved out on its own. And if they're all, if they are all indeed handmade instead of machine kind of stamped out, that's not a bad price. No, not at all. Just get the whole alphabet for a little less than 30 bucks. But it's like uh, a dollar a letter. <laughs> just about. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's really all this episode. Just give you give you guys some ideas, some some something to chew on for your last couple of days before all the pressure is on and you have to deliver a heartfelt gift to somebody. And – it doesn't have to be a physical gift, too. You could do a subscription to something. You could uh, give someone a hug. <laughs> Cheese of the month. You know, if you're listening to us in Wisconsin, <laughs> that might be your bag. And I trust me, I love cheese. But, um, uh, yeah, there's just so many things that you can get that you don't have to give in physical form. They could just be... Um, you know, a digital form of things nowadays. And there's yeah. lots to choose from. Yeah, so many things. What do you think, folks? Did we miss some interesting ideas? Or do you just have some great ideas of your own? If you listen to the episode and want to let us know, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, although admittedly, <laughs> barely on Facebook. <laughs> the, the book face. Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, we don't really do TikTok, not yet. We're still taking dancing lessons. It's not going so well. Yeah. YouTube shorts soon. 
Yes, exactly. But uh, let us know. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, and don't forget, if you're listening to this episode, then you know about our website. You know how to take advantage of a bunch of little tools. But you should also know that next week we're going to come back with another episode. And this one is going to be potentially either really exciting or a little depressing. Super exciting. <laughs> we're going to have another movie review. It's going to be the final comic book film of the year. We're going to be talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. I apparently cannot count the, the dates. Actually, next... Well, I was wondering why you were saying like it was going to be depressing. I'm like, okay, you know... I'm like, <laughs> maybe I missed something here. No, but. no. This is, this is what happens when you record multiple things in the same day. Uh, <laughs> but when we do the Aquaman review, it could very well be depressing. You're probably that's right. That's, right. that's not next week. That's not the next episode. That's the episode after. Next week's going to be super exciting. I, I like that one. That We're going to have an interview with uh, actor James Dumont coming back to the show. He's, he's amazing every time. I just cannot read dates, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Chad. <laughs> He's 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 a funny dude surrounded by other funny dudes in yes. that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Next week, 